Marketing for Humans, bringing the human back into marketing. I am devoting season two to answering three questions. How are you, business owner, staying centered? How are you connecting to your business community? And how are you supporting local businesses? Erin DiCarlo and Lauren Watts run Dovetail Companies, which serves aging populations and their families so they make the right decisions and have the means to accomplish them. These gals are part of a culture change aimed at giving more respect to those of us in our 80s, 90s, and beyond. They work regularly with this more vulnerable population, so let's hear from Erin and Lauren. Here we go. We have Erin DiCarlo and Lauren Watts from Dovetail Companies. Welcome. Thank you. Yay. This is my first interview with two people. So it should be interesting. (laughs) Yeah. So we're going to talk about, you know, just navigating this interesting time, but let's start off. Erin, if you would be so kind and if somebody doesn't know you, how do you help people? Yes. So Lauren and I help older adults. So usually people over the age of 62 navigate kind of care options when they're needing some support or assistance at home or helping find alternative living options if their home is no longer serving them. So in a nutshell, we help older adults typically transition from home to senior living communities. Okay. Great. Thank you. Yeah. So um, I've enjoyed working with you as clients in the past. You guys have such a beautiful heart mission on behalf of people who are aging and their families. And um, I've just always been inspired by, you know, what you guys bring to the table. Um, Yeah. Which is why I can't wait to hear what you have to say about these, these challenges we all have. Let's start off with staying centered, staying sane. How do you get through every day? Like, talk to me. Yeah. I'm going to hand that to Lauren because I lean on her a lot for my mental sanity during crisis. So Lauren, I'll let you chime in there. You know, I have to say that um, for the first time in my life, I am giving so much time and putting so much effort into meditation and self-reflection um, around how am I going to show up for myself, my family, my friends, loved ones, um, and for my clients now and, you know, when we're done with this. Um, and it's been for me a method just to remain positive and calm. And I find myself that I'm actually meditating two or three times a day, sometimes for short increments Um, But it's really the only thing that has allowed me not to go into this state of fear and completely overwhelm my life. Um, Second to that, really just walking, like trying to get outside and get some fresh air and and walk around Um, because these are some certain, certainly some scary times in the world. Um, But, you know, lastly, I will say that I've really been trying to not focus on the negative of what the news has to say but focus on the beauty of what we're seeing, what's happening. And I use social media right now really to see the fact that families are coming closer using different methods of communication. Um, For me personally, I feel like I've called more people. I've received more phone calls, just checking in, um, getting more creative in terms of how are we connecting with our loved ones because we're not seeing them all of the time or as frequently as we'd like. Um, and really just pausing life to be with family and as many people as we possibly can through creative ways and 
staying as healthy as possible and knowing that this shall too, this too shall pass, if you will. Can I ask you if there's something, I mean, if I were to say, you know, one specific aspect of your meditation, because there are many different kinds, what would you say is a really powerful aspect of your specific meditation right now? Getting so quiet, um, releasing everything that's going on in my mind minute after minute, because you turn on the TV, you turn on the radio, anything, and you're getting all of these updates about what's going on. Um, But just getting into a really nice, quiet space and going deep inside, um, which has been really difficult for me in the past, to be very honest with you. I've always needed to use guided meditations for that, which I have still done, but it's just been getting really quiet with myself and focusing on something beautiful that I'm hearing surrounding me. Um, and I've been trying to do it really outside if I can and get as close to the water as possible. Um, and then breathing exercises too. I'm noticing that the more and more I'm doing breathing exercises, I can see that my actual breath sounds like a wave and it's coming in and it's going out. Right. And that has offered me just so much, um, a a peace and calm, I guess that it's bringing me back to different places. So it's really just that quietness and um, just trying to surrender, I guess. And Erin, when you say you kind of lean on Lauren, what specifically is it that you see in her that just makes it like, wow, this gal has her practices. Like to me, that's something to respect that somebody is being so intentional that they're taking the time to meditate. Those are always nice suggestions, but when you actually sit down and do it, I always want to, you know, have a parade for you. So what do you notice about Lauren um, right now? So there's a few actions affect other people around us and our frequency and vibration attracts like, you know, the basic like attracts like theory. So her, calm and her happiness and joy is, um, and, you know, it, it's infectious. It, it spreads like wildfire. So I'm drawn to her because I want more of what she's experiencing. So when I find I have a hard day or it's hard for me to get into a quiet space, I know that she's, you know, and I, I implore all people to do this. If you have someone in your life that has joy and happiness, call them, reach out to them, because when you tap into that, it has a ripple effect and can help lift you up. So, I mean, we work together and we help families in crisis. So we tend to be on the phone in crisis together numerous times a day. And it's just great to have that anchor, someone to say, and she will say like, Erin, we got this, this too shall pass. Like we can handle this. And so I find her to be like a tree. I mean, the roots of her, of her trunk are so deep. And when these, these, winds are howling around us right now. I just find her to be rock solid. And even though I'm having a hard time finding time for daily practice, I find peace in in her. And for me, maybe that's my daily practice. Like my check-ins with Lauren throughout the day, that's brought me peace and comfort. Because I know I can speak for a lot of mothers right now that are stay-at-home moms with work. It's not easy to find that solitude. I have four little kids and it's complete chaos right now. But Lauren said something that's definitely helping me center myself, which is surrendering to it. You can't fight the wave. <laughs> Back to Lauren's wave point, yeah. like the wave of our my, my home life chaos with the kids. 
I'm just kind of trying to roll with it, surrender to it and find the positive in the, in the chaos so that it doesn't take me down. Cause I'm, we're both refusing to allow any of this to take us down. It's a choice. You know, I think too, we, uh, Aaron and I started building out some content for our business the other day. And something that we had to do was just consciously clear the energy in the room Mm-hmm. And really center both of ourselves and the environment that we were in before we even started. And my God, the creative flow between the two yes. of us after that happened um, was really good because I think we both entered into it different chaos that we were coming from. Um, but just centering ourselves and clearing that energy and getting into a good spot before we even started what we needed to start or really allowed us to show up for what we needed to accomplish in that moment. And if somebody is listening to this, wondering like clearing energy, basically what Lauren is getting at is just being very intentional with her attention. I just want to, right? Like you are just laser focusing on life affirming, vital kind of thinking and um, images and yeah, that whole thing. And we also, we do have some tools, like we use Sage to Sage our space. If anybody's, you know, if, if you haven't, if you don't know about that or what it is, there's like spray you can buy or actually burn sage. We um, it, you keep on in the background on the, there's like a YouTube channel for sound bowl music um, for healing music to be playing. So we also were very, you know, in our minds about being centered and clearing the space. We also have a few rituals that we've started to bring into our space to help as well. Mm. Okay, well then let's let's uh, take a look at, you know, connecting with the wider world, right? So you have clients you're serving, you have people who are thinking of working with you, you have colleagues and business partners, I mean, your whole business community. How are you staying connected? You know, I, Christine, I have to say that I actually, uh, there's a great, a great quote that hit me again this morning, but it says, when you can't change the direction of the wind you have to adjust your sales. And I truly believe that that's exactly what Erin and I have been doing to stay in front of our larger organizations, to offer training opportunities with content that we built out and shared in the past, um, or content that we really created last week in response to these uncertain times, both for other small business owners that are going through this or people that are really just trying to figure out how bad is this storm going to be? You know, what do I need to prepare for and what can I do to look at my current situation today and adjust those sales really so that when this is all over, they're ready to take off and get back into some sort of normalcy. So for Erin and I and the population that we serve, We've stayed very connected to our um, local councils on aging, the aging service access points to really offer our assistance and just let them know that we're here. Um, Because our clientele is one of the most vulnerable populations that is being hit by COVID-19, we're just trying to do everything that we possibly can to let them know that we're here. Um, And for us, really, no request is too big. I mean, I think Erin would probably agree with that too. We are too pretty powerhouse women when it comes to that and, and what we need to do. So we're in this together and we're just making sure that our message is received through all of the platforms that we're on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, um, as well as just a good old fashioned phone call. 
I think one thing we've done pretty, you know, a pretty good job with the past few weeks is aligning ourselves with our industry leaders and experts to support our clients. So whatever industry someone is in, really leaning on your industry's leaders, see what they're doing, what's working, what's not working, and creating your own avenue to execute your why, you know, your your reason for why you do what you do. But I think a lot of people are feeling overwhelmed that they have to kind of reinvent the wheel here. You know, you don't always have to align with the people that are, you know, like Lauren said, we're doing a lot with the councils on aging and the ASAPs because we know that they are the ones that have boots on the ground right now supporting older adults in crisis and in need. So we want to support them. I mean, it's twofold. We want to do it because it's helping the people that we care so much about, but it also helps us remain top of mind for those organizations and agencies when the dust settles, that we were there with them helping support them along the way. Mm. I love that. that. And I love that you're, um, you're diving right in. That was actually tough for me to do in the beginning stages, which is, you know, don't, don't let this stop you. Like just listen to what people need right now and just dive in. Um, you know, in your case, you have very clear support systems that you can lean on, which is great. But even if people have those, they don't always do it. Mm, um, right. It's just, right. It's, it's something that I don't know, like, I think it's something to get better at, which is <laughs> receiving support, leaning on others, you know, just letting everyone do their good work. And not worry about perfection. You know, I think this is a big point. We, I don't know if it's just whatever the society we live in, but I'm in my sh- shed right now. Take a look behind me. There are rakes I love on the rake. my wall. I, I, I want one of those sh- shelves or shovels. Yeah, there's some shovels and rakes, but you know what? That's okay. Like, I think it's, we're, we've also accepted it's okay to, you know, it's real. And I think right now more than ever, we're connecting with people on a human level. When I say we, I mean, all of humanity is connecting with each other on a, on a realer way than we ever had, have in the past. So I feel like it don't wait for it to be perfect. Don't wait for everything to line up just so like what you're saying, just get after it. And people I think appreciate. Yeah. And someone also said that this is really the super bowl of like coachy type people or support people. I mean, if, if now is not your time to lean in and support, like, I don't know when is. Yes. It's your time. Erin, you had shared with me a um, beautiful story about people in their 80s, 90s, 95, you know, and how they were strangely or maybe not so strangely unfazed. Do you mind sharing that? I'm happy to share this um, because it's brought me so much peace amongst this chaos. So we are average client, I think, Lauren, I don't know if we've pulled the numbers, but I want to say it's about 89, late 80s. So most of our clients have lived through major world wars, the depression, market shit, you know, market crashes numerous times throughout the years. And I think, you know, elders in most cultures are looked at for their wisdom and their knowledge. And there's a respect that comes with the experience of life. Um, except unfortunately here in America, where we have really over the last 30 years distanced ourselves from older people. We're afraid of getting old. We, you know, kind of isolate and move our older adults into communities, not within our home. And I feel like right now they are the ones we need to be talking to and leaning on, on what to do in a crisis because they've lived through this. So what we've heard over and over again from our clients, when we call to check in and say, how are you doing? 
Now, again, they are the most at-risk population, the most vulnerable, and extremely isolated. Unfortunately, many people, the average person is now experiencing what many seniors feel all the time, which is that complete you know, isolation. And so I want to put that in people's head. It's not fun, is it? It's not fun to be home alone without people communicating with you or checking in on you. So have some empathy when thinking about older adults. But second to that, they're not as phased because they've had these experiences. They've stood in bread lines for food. They've you know, almost lost their homes. They've lost their jobs before numerous times when markets have crashed. They have this knowledge of this too shall pass. We're going to get through it. Yes, it's hard, but everyone stay calm, stay calm, focus, and we'll get through it. And I think we need to be leaning on them more than ever in these times for their knowledge and experience, because I know Lauren has had similar experiences like with her grandparents recently, but given that knowledge of like, we're going to be okay, we'll get through this just like we have before. And I think we're all seeing, we've been very lucky for a long time as a society to not have a major crisis happen, but you know, the time has come and it's up to us to choose how we're going to respond to it. And I think we should look to our elders as an example on how to respond. Absolutely. Yeah. I just, I enjoyed that so much. It brought me peace as well. And when I shared it with my friend, Fran, who you guys know, she also works in the geriatric space. She asked me immediately, can I please share that on social media? So um, yeah, it's just really, really inspiring to hear that. Thank you for that. Why don't we go on to um, the local businesses part? You know, at the beginning of this, it was much easier to, oh, I'll just go and, you know, um, I, I mean, you can still do this, but grab takeout from my local restaurant, um, you know, yeah, just that's the biggie, I would say. But I'm curious if you have any thoughts around supporting local business owners, local businesses. It's, it seems to be getting tougher and tougher these days. I can chime in unless you want to, Lauren. Go ahead and I'll add to it. Okay. We had a great opportunity this week, last week, um, to support a local business. So we wanted to bring, we wanted to have a no contact campaign where we could bring something to isolated older adults that wouldn't pose a risk. We wouldn't face them face to face. And we thought the idea of a potted flower or or, um, potted plant would be a nice gesture. And it was great. First and foremost, when we reached out to a few of the local nurseries, um, we knew that maybe they'd be willing to donate, but we didn't necessarily want them to because we knew that they were struggling too. This is also the busiest season for garden centers. So one, it was great to be able to purchase flowers for our, that was a conscious decision that we made to be able to purchase them to support um, that local business. And then second to that, my sister-in-law owns a small boutique in Winchester called Revel, and they're not an online shopping store. And um, so it's been fun to be able to buy, you know, she had the idea people can, even if you're not shopping right now, buy gift cards that you can use at the store. I know a lot of people have talked about this, but it's true. Buy gift cards that you can purchase items with at a later date, but at least it's giving the, the business revenue. Yeah. I mean, one thing, I know this is not answering the question for right now, but one thing I was thinking of is when things get back to normal, I want to book extra appointments with my hair dresser, like my stylist and, and give her huge tips. Like it's the least I can do. Or even my, actually another thing that I did, my local gym, which is a wonderful place. It's a small business owned by a husband and wife for like 35 years they're devastated by this shutdown. So I'm keeping my membership active 
for the next few yeah. months. Even though I bought a Peloton and I don't plan on eventually going back to the gym, I know that they're struggling and really need my membership. So I'm purposely keeping my gym membership. Yeah, I'm doing that with the Y as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Like, what can you do? And um, one thing, another thing that I'm doing is there's a really good pet store in Marblehead. So I've been up in Vermont now for almost two weeks and I don't have any plans to come back. So guess who's going to call them and ask for, a, you know, I'm going to pay for a care package for the little guy. That's awesome. <laughs> I, you know, I want to buy it from them. Yeah. Right. I know two organizations like Edible Arrangements are now doing uh, vegetable deliveries too. So you don't have to go to the grocery store. So fruit baskets, um, vegetable baskets that are pretty inexpensive that can be delivered too. So, you know, delivering maybe those to older adults in the community that are having a hard time getting out to the grocery store or anything are really great too. That's and another thing that came to me is like, if you go to a farmer's market, I don't know if you guys have farmer's markets that go through the winter, but up here, there's a really good one in Rutland and we have like a favorite um, local meat supplier and they're not that far. So when we run out, we're totally going to call that farm and make a visit and just get it direct. That's yeah. great. Right. I mean, these are things that mm-hmm. it all add up. up. I'm sorry. It all adds up. These small things. things. What else are we going to do? We can only go to the grocery store right now. So yeah. <laughs> you might as well make your trips outside count. Yes. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, I very much appreciate, like I said earlier, um, I was on a pepper lane boost and people were kind of, how are you supposed to stay connected to your business community? I'm like, Oh my gosh, do I have something for you? (laughs) I can't wait for people to hear what you guys had to say. And um, like I said, I'm so inspired by your big mission to bring dignity to aging, um, aging populations. And we all have a much more, I don't know, reverent, respectful uh, view of people who came before us. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you for having us and helping us share our story and get clear on our why. It's been very impactful, to say the least. Wonderful. Thanks, you guys. And there you have it. More ways to stay sane and connected. Please pass this podcast on to a friend or colleague who might be struggling right now. We could all use some good ideas about how to do our daily lives. Keep an eye out for more episodes since I'm talking to whomever I can get my hands on. So a little bit about my work. If you want to tap into your own marketing superpower, and yes, you have one, take the Innate Marketing Genius Assessment at www.innatemarketinggenius.com. You'll discover how to best make an impact on your audience, and you might be surprised by your type. If you enjoyed this podcast, please go to Apple Podcasts and give it a good rating and a review. It helps people find it. I appreciate your listening to this episode and until next time on Marketing for Humans.